Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you have joined Calvary Live, so glad that you have tuned in to today's program. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Greeley in Northern Colorado. Blessed to be with you on this afternoon. Always blessed to be with you whenever I have the privilege and opportunity to host Calvary Live. And I'm so glad that uh, we can gather together um, over the radio uh, and with the phone calls and text messages, and we can encourage one another in the things of the Lord. Uh, I'm here to uh, answer your questions. If you got questions concerning your Bible reading, or maybe you got questions about the everything that's going on around us today, and how do we respond to it as Christians? Uh, how do we look at the things that are around us, and particularly with the COVID-19 pandemic that has affected all of us in every way? Uh, how can we be encouraged? Perhaps how can we encourage others? How can we be used of the Lord? Uh, let's uh, talk about how the Lord is ministering to you, how he's bringing comfort to you, what he's showing you. And here's the thing to remember, that God is still working. Uh, even though uh, we may not feel like it, even though we may think that he's not paying attention, he is still working. He's still on the throne. His promises are true. He has a glorious plan that he's going to unfold for us, and he wants to use us to be light in the darkness today. So we want to encourage you in every way. We want to be a blessing to you. We want to bring God's comfort to you as we uh, go to God's Word, as we pray together. So the number to call is 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. Let me know that that you're listening. Let me know that the Lord is uh, working in your life. Or if you got any questions, now's the time to ask those questions. And I know that the Lord wants to bless this next hour. There is a text line that is 720-336-336. 0897, and that is not only for texting during the show uh, right now as you ask your questions or give your prayer request, but that is now open 24-7 as a prayer line for you uh, in our listening area or for you that uh, are listening all around the world uh, or in the United States, you can you can text that number in. But uh, as you are uh, listening to the show know that that is a prayer line for you. If you're listening on Hope FM or Truth FM, uh, you can text that number, 720-336-0897. We want to pray for you that are on the East Coast. And and we have listeners from all over the country. Got a call from Southern California yesterday. Uh, We had people listening from Mississippi and from the Midwest. And so you can text at that number. If you have prayer requests, we want to pray for you and uh, the staff at Calvary Church is going to be praying and taking those prayer requests, again, open 24-7. But during this show, as we have opportunity and as we have time, we'll go to those uh, prayer uh, on the text line and then also the questions as well. So let me give you those numbers again. Uh, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number 
that you can call and be on the air. And I'd love for you to call. Love to hear your voice. I think we've been isolated. Uh, we uh, have um, had that time where we're not around people. And I'd love to hear from you, see how you're doing. Those of you in Southern Colorado listening on 101.7, thinking about you guys, got so many friends and and brothers and sisters that I know down in that area. Love to hear from you, see how you're doing. Uh, so give me a call at that number, 303-690-3000. And then, of course, in northern Colorado from Castle Rock up into the metro area, uh, up into Boulder and Longmont and Fort Collins and Greeley and Weld County here and up into southern Wyoming, 89.7. Uh, give me a call and, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Uh, I do want to again welcome all you on the East Coast listening on Hope and Truth FM. Uh, that is, you are listening on those radio stations, Calvary Live. You are a week delayed, uh, but you can call at that call-in number, 303-690-3000, and we can uh, talk about the things that the Lord answer your questions or pray for you. We are praying for you on the East Coast. We're thinking about you. And those of you who are listening online, whether you're listening on a, your phone or your uh, tablets with the um, app, the Grace FM app, and I would encourage you to have that uh, available for you. You're going to be blessed, and the, the great teaching that is on Grace FM 24-7, we really need to be strengthened and comforted by the Word of God, and I would encourage you to continue to look to the Word of God, to be reading the Word of God, to, to allow the Lord to comfort your heart um, as we uh, are uh, listening to him through the word and and uh, he wants to do that work in our hearts and in our lives so um want to welcome all of you those of you who are listening uh I'm seeing that there are those on the east coast again down in uh, louisiana and in the midwest and um, we have a listener in south africa one in ukraine that's listening of course on their computers on the grace fm website and so we want to welcome you as well. And we're praying for you in South Africa. I know what I've learned is you guys have a military lockdown there right now. Um, and uh, that uh, that um, the whole world has been affected by this. And so we welcome you to today's program. Uh, as I was mentioning um, at the beginning of the show, that God is still working. And so I want to encourage you, um, let me know how God is working in your life. So give me a call. And uh, we have all open lines right now, 303-690-3000 is the call in. And I'll repeat that text one more time, 720-336-0897, 24-hour text line for you to text in prayer. And I'll repeat them uh, in the program. But uh, as I uh, have... um, have mentioned that God is working, and we're going to talk a little bit about that through the program. Uh, I'm going to go to the callers as soon as they call in. Um, but, uh, you know, because this really is your show. This is your show, you who call in, and uh, so I'd love to hear from you. Let's start out by going to Carol in Colorado Springs. Hi, Carol. Hi. How are you? I am so good. I'm so glad to reach you. I didn't know if my call would go through because I'm sitting in a drive-thru right now waiting to order food. <laughs> so if I hear, <laughs> here's your order, I know uh, that you're getting food. 
and we're we're very thankful for those restaurants that are open to have drive through and and uh, we're grateful for those who are working and uh, what a great service it is for us. But do you have yes. a question or? I have a prayer request. Okay. My nephew Lanny is searching for faith, is what he says, okay. and. He says, how do you get faith if you don't have faith? He says he reads the Bible, and he's truly looking to argue and dispel anything that I have to say or others have to say. And I love him. I want him to have a walk with God. And I have no ability other than to just pray for him, and that's why right. I'm calling in. Right, right. And we're going to pray for him, but sometimes there are those who, who say, I'm looking for faith, or I'm looking for God, and they'll read their Bible, but they're reading their Bible in a very skeptical um, way of doubt and trying to find fault and contradictions and stuff. And so as we pray for him, we're going to just pray that God's Word which is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, that as he reads it, somehow God's Word just pierces his heart. And that um, I would encourage you, keep reading your Bible, because the Bible will not return void. And the, you know, the Word of God has a way of melting the heart and softening the heart, and that's what we're going to pray. And, um, and to let him know, listen, God loves you. He's going to speak to you. And um, he is going to speak to you through the Word, so keep reading, keep encouraging him to read. And, you know, some of the greatest skeptics and doubters uh, have read their Bible, and all of a sudden the Bible just touched them. There may be some uh, resources that you may give to him, that if he's willing to read, um, that, um, you know, the, the case for Christ, uh, Lee Strobel, who was a very much of a skeptic investigator, was going to disprove the Bible, um, and uh, we know that um, he would search the Scriptures. He uh, searched the case for Christ, the reality of the Lord, the reality of his crucifixion and resurrection, and came to faith. And I'm reminded of Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that says, Faith comes by hearing, and what? Hearing by the Word of God. So keep encouraging him to read, uh, maybe some resources, um, some apologetic books, Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell. It's a very good book that was very helpful to me uh, when I was young and I was doubting the Word of God, and uh, it was just very powerful for me and gave me very good reasons to be able to trust the Word of God as the infallible, inspired, uh, you know, inerrant Word of God. And so, just some things that I, I want to um, pass along. Mere Christianity is another one by C.S. Lewis. And so those are some resources if um, you have opportunity to get those uh, to pass along to them. All right, Carol? That's awesome. I okay. just ordered Faith by um, Chuck Smith. I yeah. heard it on the radio while I was driving, and I wrote it down, and I got home and called and just ordered that. It hasn't come in yet, but I want to read that and see if that will help him also. But I just, 
I envision his heart like a cracker. It's hard on the outside, but you can soften it so quickly. And um, I just yeah, absolutely. pray that Good. he, you know, he gets it. His eyes, yeah, and we're going to pray right now. Very good resource by Pastor Chuck. And um, so, Father, I do pray for uh, Carol, her nephew, that is reading but skeptic and doubtful. He is at a point of trying to do away or disprove or um, bring doubt to something that's true and that is real. And we know that that you are stronger than the um, greatest skeptic, that your word is real. It's alive. It's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. I pray that the word of God would pierce his heart and that you would open his eyes spiritually. You would soften his heart that he would come to understand that there is a loving God in heaven that created him for your good pleasures, Lord, to be your workmanship, to come to faith, to fellowship. You created us so that we can have intimacy and fellowship with you, and he would come to understand that comes through Jesus Christ who died on a cross for Carol's nephew and died for his sins and rose again, and that he is our hope, a living hope. I pray that you would do that work in him. I pray for Carol as she ministers to her nephew, that you give her the words to speak, the resources. Um, I pray that you would just uh, bless her and um, and bless the food she's about ready to eat. as She's gone to uh, a drive-up, and I thank you for those who serve in, in that area. But, Lord, we just pray that you would just minister to her nephew in a powerful, real way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless you, Carol. I prayed for thank your food. Thank you so much. So. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. I pray, I pray, thank you, God, that the gas is cheap right now because the lines are long. So, <laughs> yeah, I just absolutely. am very grateful for all of that. And thank you so much for taking time with me today. Absolutely. Carol, call anytime. And then let us know how it's going with your nephew so we can continue to pray, okay? Oh, I will. Thank you so much. Okay. You have a good rest of the day. You too. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. we got a couple open lines. Give me a call. love to hear from you if you need prayer for somebody. I think that a lot of people are kind of searching right now. They're more open to hearing uh, about the things of God, wondering about God, and they have some very difficult questions, perhaps. And so we need to be available, ready to uh, respond, to be there to help, to pray for them. So maybe you have somebody that you want to pray for. We certainly want to do that. So give me a call at 303-690-3000, the call-in number, and then the text line is 720-336-0897. That's a 24-hour prayer line that you can use and and pastors will be there to pray for you let's go to back to colorado springs james online too hi james hello hello um the question is um the uh, uh the the flagellation the beating horrendous beating the crown of thorns uh you know his face you know, he, they were saying that his visage was, uh, wasn't was recognizable or very distorted. Right. After they beat on him. Right. Exactly. Okay. 
Now the question is, uh, after the uh, after he was risen from the dead, and he he started to show his people uh, on the way to Emmaus, I believe it, the, the two people, and then the right. disciples, and the you know public appearance. Um, was was there um, was there surgery on his face? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, where is Visage was changed uh, to a better, right. a better yeah. Uh, presentation. Yeah, and because um, it's interesting that, uh, matter of fact, my daughter was asking this question on Sunday after uh, we did our Resurrection Sunday service, and she was asking about particularly just what you asked about the, on the road to Emmaus. They didn't recognize Jesus, and it's interesting when you look at his appearance after the resurrection. Um, there are times where the disciples did not recognize him. Partly it could have been because they were still processing the whole resurrection. And we also know that uh, when Thomas uh, was in that upper room, the first time Jesus came to the disciples, he wasn't there. And, And then he was there, and Jesus said, "'Reach into my side.'" touch my hands and my feet, the, 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 the holes that were there from the nails driven. So he was still bearing those marks. Now, what you said, quoting from Isaiah, that Jesus, as he was flogged with that cat of nine tails, I mean, that that Roman uh, flagellum uh, being scourged, uh, it's more of a, a torture than just being whipped. I mean, they would put uh, little lengths of leather with a piece of metal on the end of it. So it would grab to your skin and then that executioner would just kind of twist his, his uh, wrist and whole chunks of skin would come out. So, you know, Jesus was really reduced to raw hamburger. We know that when he stood before Pilate in the crowd, Pilate said, behold the man in John's narrative. And it was like Pilate was saying, Look at him. Look what they've done to him. They pounded the crown of thorns on his head. Uh, we know that uh, that um, in Jerusalem, if you go there today, there are places where they have those hard Judean thorns. And, and if you touch them, they're sharp as razor. They're hard as nails. It would have lacerated his scalp. Isaiah says that they pulled out his beard. So he was truly the lamb that was led to the slaughter. So Thomas, again, in John chapter 20, reach your finger here, look at my hands, reach your hand here, put it in my side, don't be unbelieving, but believing. It is interesting, um, when you go to the book of Revelation, in chapter 1, John sees the resurrected Lord. So he sees the, the, the glorified Lord. Uh, and he describes the one that the Son of Man clothed with the garment down to um, his feet and girded about the chest with the golden brand. Head and hair were white like wool, white as snow, his eyes like a flame of fire. So he's seen the glorified Lord. His feet like fine brass as it's refined in the furnace, his voice like the sound of many waters. So that's the description that John gives. He's overwhelmed. He falls at his feet as though he's dead. We know it's the Lord because the Lord says, don't be afraid, for I am the first and the last. But it's interesting, um, James, that when you go to chapter 
5 of the book of Revelation that John sees the one to take the scroll out of the hand of the Father, and he says that he is the one um, that, uh, as we see in verse 6, I looked and beheld in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. So John, in chapter 5 of the book of Revelation, sees Jesus bearing his scars. Um, and so it's it's amazing, isn't it? So yes. there's the the there's the glorified Lord in chapter one described, and then there's the uh, Lamb as though he had been slain in chapter five in that heavenly scene. Which, by the way, James, I think we will be in that heavenly scene. I think that's the church there singing this new song that is saying, "For you have redeemed us by your blood." out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nations. That's not the song of Israel. That's not the song of the angels. It's the song of the church. And you have made us priests and kings to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. So we'll be there. And it's, it seems to indicate to us that when we see Jesus in heaven, that we will see his scars that he bore for us as a lamb that was slain. Um, I, I don't know, but it's interesting that John writes that in the book of Revelation in that heavenly scene. Well, so you, could you it be scars in his hands and on the uh, the uh, with the knife or what on the side? But yeah. I'm just saying you wouldn't see all the uh, ugliness of the uh, scourging. Well, it says as a lamb as though it had been slain. So that's a pretty graphic description. So. Um, I don't know. Could it be that the only um, imperfection that will be in heaven are the scars that he bears that he took for us in going to the cross? And okay. so it's, it's interesting to ponder those things. And um, well, and as well, we see I'll, it. I'll go ahead and leave it at that. But uh, thanks for <laughs> yeah. uh, giving yeah, it a good, shot. You know, good question. And, and um, so uh, I can't wait to see his face. And I can't wait to be with him and with our Lord forever. Hey, thanks, James. You doing well? You healthy? Uh, yeah, I'm doing fine. Uh, we got a nice day going, and tomorrow will be nice. So with Sunday day, I always appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, and we got spring coming. So you stay healthy. Keep close to the Lord. Keep reading your Bible. Appreciate your call, James. Okay, after. Goodbye. God bless you. 303-690-3000. Good question. I appreciate James calling, and very good question. People ask that, and, um, you know, I can't wait to see our Lord. And in Revelation chapter 1, when it talks about that his eyes were, uh, you know, um, like a flame of fire, um, and uh, I know that when we go home to be with the Lord, um, that when we look into those loving eyes, I just picture, you know, it tells us that um, when we go home to be with the Lord, uh, Paul says that we will all stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ, and we're going to be judged what we have done in the body, whether good or bad. We're not going to be judged for our sins. Jesus took that judgment upon the cross of Calvary. But with that said, that the Bible does talk about rewards and that we will, as Romans 14 also says, stand at the judgment seat of Christ or the Bema reward seat of Christ, and we'll be given rewards for what we have done for Christ in this world. 
And so I want to encourage you that those rewards, which are going to be eternal, that as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, that all of our works are going to be tried by fire. And the works that we did, which are like wood, hay, and stubble, are going to instantly burn up. And the things that we did for the Lord, a love for him, motivated uh, in desiring to further the kingdom, that we did in a way that was pleasing to him, um, that they are likened to gold, silver, and precious metals. And I just you know, used to think, okay, here's my pile of wood, hay, and stubble. Here's my pile of you know, what I've done for the Lord that uh, he rewards me with. And the wood, hay, and stubble is just going to burn up. But I think that as I ponder it and think about it, that when we go home to be with the Lord, the very first thing we're going to see is him. And those eyes of love, those eyes of flame, it's it's not going to be Peter and the pearly gates. You know, we hear the jokes and all of that. It's going to be our Lord because Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, to be absent from the body is what? To be present with the Lord. And I imagine that all the things that are unlike him are instantly going to burn up. And the things that, that pleased him and we did for him because of our love for him. As Paul writes in that same chapter, it's the love of Christ that motivates us, that they're going to shine forth. And then I imagine him, and I pray that I hear those words, and not only for me, but for you. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And then as Jude says, and I love that verse, it's one of my favorite verses in the New Testament, that he who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. I imagine Jesus putting his arm around you and, and introducing you, if it would, to the Father to present you faultless. And I think me faultless, I'm so far from that. Lord, I, I look in the mirror and I think, oh, I got such a long ways to go. But because of what Jesus did on the cross at Calvary, that he's going to present you and me faultless before his presence. And the Father and the Son are going to rejoice over you. That's our future. And I hope that's an encouragement to you in this day of uncertainty. We have a hope. And hope in the Bible doesn't mean, I hope I go to heaven. I, I hope the Lord still loves me. I hope his promises are true. Hope in the Bible means a certainty, a coming certainty that we have of heaven. And we have a glorious future, and it's all going to unfold, and he's going to be faithful to us, and he is still working. And so we have that hope that we're going to stand before the Lord because of what Jesus Christ has done for us and his love for us. And it is going to be so glorious. So keep your eyes on the Lord and keep serving him. Don't give up. Don't quit. Um, gain your strength for him because I know that there are those who right now who are discouraged and you're wondering and, and you're questioning, does the Lord see me? And we're going to talk a little bit about that after the break, but I'd love for you to call and I'd love for you to ask your questions and ask for prayer and to be encouraged, if, uh, uh, to encourage others, uh, whatever is on your heart and mind. So we're getting ready to go to break. And the number is 303-690-3000. We got all open lines. And I'd love to just be able to talk with you. The text line is 
336-0897, 24-hour text line that is available for you. And if you got a question or a prayer request, text it in. Love to hear from you. Uh, but we're going to, uh, we've got a couple open lines. We'll go to the phone lines when we get back from the break. And uh, let's talk about the Lord. Let's be encouraged in the Lord in every way that we can. Um, and I believe he wants to do that. So, so glad that you're tuned in. You're listening to Calvary Live. Uh, keep it uh, tuned in to the program. And, uh, and the Lord has uh, words of encouragement for us as we're going to return in just a couple minutes. Again, Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Biggs. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs. I have the privilege to be with you hosting the show this afternoon. So I'd love for you to give me a call. We have a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's, you can ask your questions. You can um, ask for prayer, uh, share with what the Lord has been showing you during this time. Love to hear from you. So 303-690-3000. And again, that text line is 720-336-0897. I do want to let you know about a special teaching that I am going to be doing uh, next or next week, actually tomorrow night, and at seven o'clock, uh, I'm going to be doing a prophecy update, and you can listen to it on CalvaryChapelGreeley.org on our website or on our Facebook page. But I'm going to be talking about the events that we see around this, not only COVID nineteen, but other events. Does the Bible talk about these things? What are the signs of the end? Uh, how sh- can we be discerning? Uh, in the days in which we are in, I think it's going to be a great encouragement. And also, I want to, in the teaching, as we are looking at these signs that Jesus talked about that point to a soon return, and remember that Jesus said, when you begin to see these things come to pass, look up and rejoice, for your redemption draws near. And we are beginning to see these things coming to pass. The things that we see today speak of something that is ahead. It points to something. It, it, it points to a glorious future that we have as Christians. And I think that as Paul, you remember when he wrote to the church at Thessalonica in First Thessalonians, they were a church. They were a young church. They were a church that uh, was persecuted and afflicted. We know that from the scriptures. But as he wrote about the rapture of the church, he said, comfort one another with these words. As he wrote about the day of the Lord, how we are children of the light, not of the night, um, and to be sober, to be watching. Uh, He has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. As he is writing that, he once again says, comfort one another with these words. And I believe that as we go uh, over this text, as I look at the words of Jesus, which I'll be teaching on tomorrow, that is going to give comfort to you. And, and it hopefully will stir your hearts. We are in very unique times. And the things that we are seeing going on around us, including this COVID-19 world pandemic, 
tell us something. It speaks to us about something. And God is going to unfold a wonderful, wonderful plan before us. But we want to be able to talk with people, minister to others, uh, to continue to be strong in the Lord through the Word and staying close to Him. And and I hope that that takes place tomorrow. So join us for the Prophecy Update uh, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, the live stream service at calvarychapelgreeley.org or Facebook, Calvary Chapel Greeley. And I know that you'll be tremendously blessed. We got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000, but we're going to go to Pat, who's in Greeley. Hi, Pat. Hey, Pastor. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Hey, Pastor, I wanted to follow up on that question the previous caller um, yeah. uh, was talking to you about. He was talking about uh, what Jesus looked like after the resurrection, that people didn't recognize him. And I, I think, I think one of the points he was trying to find out about was when Jesus was resurrected. <clears throat> you brought up so many great scriptures where it describes him, uh, uh, both the uh, the body, the John descriptions in Revelation and and stuff, and also Isaiah said he was he was beaten uh, unrecognizably. But I, what I think he was trying to understand was, when Jesus was resurrected and, and was on the earth for 40 days, and he saw several people, the apostles, and he saw the two men on the road, and he, they said he saw crowds of 500. I don't think his appearance was unrecognizable because he was, he was all cut up and stuff. I think... Although it doesn't say in Scripture, but I think you can extrapolate from from what you read that he must have taken on appearance of of, a, of another individual or some type of individual because if he appeared all cut up the way he the way he's described in Isaiah, I think there would have been some text saying they tended to him. So I think that's why he that that gentleman said uh, I'll leave I'll leave it as it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when he appeared, he must have had some type of appearance that was okay visually. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so, because remember Mary Magdalene when she was at the tomb in John's narrative? That she she came back after initially that Mary Magdalene and Luke's gospel adds to it, saying it wasn't just Mary Magdalene, but it was certain other women that were with him. Uh, Mary, the mother of James, um, we know Joanna, Salome, they all went to the tomb. They discovered that the stone was rolled away, that the body wasn't there. There was the angels that uh, stood uh, next to them and said, why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here. He is risen. They would leave. They would go and tell the disciples that, that the body's not there. It was Peter and then John that ran to the tomb and looked in and saw the burial cloth there and the handkerchief folded and put in a place by itself and the body wasn't there. Mary Magdalene, you remember, Pat, comes back to the tomb. She looks in the tomb. She's weeping. She turns to who she supposed was what? The gardener. And said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've laid him and I will take him away. So it seems like he was unrecognizable at times. She wasn't scared. She didn't say eek or 
there's no indication of that. She just thinks it's the gardener. So I think perhaps you got a point there, but we don't know for sure. No, we we don't. But but you can kind of extrapolate from the fact of what they didn't say, like you just said, ooh, yeah. uh, or something like that. That he he must have been in some kind of different appearance, and then at some point he reveals himself, even though he may not have looked like himself. He reveals that it is him, and they recognize that. Whether that's spiritual or not, I don't know. But I think that's what that gentleman was trying to get at. If he was beaten yeah. so badly, was he walking around like that after he was resurrected? And, and I think we can kind of safely say, no, he, he either took on a, a, an appearance of another, another patient or something, but I don't think there was a bloody Jesus Christ walking around for 40 days. Yeah. And, you know, and we do know that he did bear some of those scars, as he said to Thomas. But here's the thing I want to conclude this discussion with, Pat, is when Mary, when did she recognize that it was the Lord? When she heard his voice. When she turned away from the tomb and then she saw him and then all of a sudden she recognized it was him. Yeah, when she, she heard his voice, when he said, Mary. And then exactly. it's like it's the Lord. And that, I think, is a very important thing for us to remember, to recognize the voice of the Lord, especially in these times. And one of the things that I emphasize, Pat, on Resurrection Sunday in that teaching in Mark's Gospel, is, uh, or in John's Gospel, when Mary Magdalene, it tells us, came to the tomb very early, that she came when it was still dark. And in these dark times, it's very important for us to keep coming to the tomb, to be reminded that he's alive, the tomb is empty, and also Mary Magdalene shows us that we need to continue to recognize the voice of the Lord, to keep hearing from him, to read the word. He wants to speak so much to us in this time. Hey, Pat, glad that you're doing well. Appreciate your call always. All right. You take care, Pastor. Enjoy always you speaking too. with you. Thank you. Uh, you. You too. You stay healthy. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. we got a couple open lines. Let's go to Estes Park, one of my favorite places in Colorado. Let's talk to Sally. Hi, Sally. Hey, Pastor. Um, How are it, you? It works out nicely because this may be one of your favorite places, but you are definitely one of my favorite persons. <laughs> um, well, thank you. you. I appreciate it. You know how the Lord has said it's just not what we say, but who we are, and our manner indicates that, our manner, our patience, and how we, you know, are oriented to responding to people as the Lord has, you know, uh, exampled and encouraged us. And I thought, oh, my goodness. Um, I've just been listening for about a year because I am a Florida transplant, and I thought, okay. oh, this is wonderful because your voice is ministering and your uh, obvious humility uh, is just so helpful. And I'm not saying that in a a patronizing way. It's just I think you should notice that, um, you know, you are in your responsiveness uh, being able to provide that for people, and it's invaluable. So it is to me... (laughs) So I it's, wanted to share that. 
Thank you. But I appreciate I'm, the encouragement. Well, you're so. welcome. Thank you for for responding to the spirit over the years. So this is uh, provided for people who turn to you and interact with you. Yeah. Um, well, how can we how can we minister to you? Sally? Well, it's one of these. Um, I read Levi Rusko's book, Swipe Right. I don't know if you ever did, but I it, it read is it, but... a wonderful, helpful book. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> well, in this, he has um, pointed out that, you know, the enemy is always looking for more than kings in the armor. He, he's looking for when the husband is too tied up with other things. He sure isn't thinking about being the watchman on the wall to protect his house um, from all the cunning ways of the enemy. He'll be up on the wall seeing who's waving him, telling him he's the greatest guy ever was, especially if he has great ego needs and and um, loves to receive the appreciation of others. And so when he's so involved and committed to that, he has is not exercising any discernment, certainly when the enemy, you know, will will convince them this is, these are really swell people, yes, let them in, they think you're great. But that is sometimes seems to me that it is the way in which the enemy can have a type of community that is devoted to the very things that seems to draw my husband away from Christ and very dependent on the benefits of uh, marijuana and a very heavy use of that, uh, staying stoned every waking moment, and then the use of alcohol, shots of Jack Daniels and uh, beer, uh, to potentiate that. And his explanation is that he has trouble with anxiety and depression, and that helps. You know, Sally, one of the things is is that uh, the world can really capture us and uh, begin to, you know, when we are in the world in captivity, and it's a, a, whether it's a desire for worldly things, whether it's pride, we know that uh, that um, pride goes before destruction and a haughty fall, you know, uh, a fall before a haughty spirit, and and. The world can, the enemy can entice us uh, with things. But you mentioned the watchman on the wall. One of the things, and then we're going to pray for you, and uh, we are going to pray for your husband, is that um, we are called to be sober, to be watching, because the enemy, even as Peter wrote, your adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he knows our weaknesses. He knows that he can bring temptations in and pull us away from the Lord and get us, you know, to where we're held captive by drugs, alcohol, um, any kind of pleasure, perversion, worldliness, whatever the case may be. And um, it's so important for us as Christians to be humbled before the Lord, um, to to be awake, um, to be sober, to be vigilant. Uh, one of the things that I was thinking about that, um, speaking of watching, uh, you remember that in the garden when Jesus uh, brought three of his disciples, uh, his inner circle, to said, you stay here and pray, and I'm going to, he went a stone throw away, 
and he began to pray. And he would come back, and they're sleeping. He would say, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And three back, three times, that is, he, he would come back and find him sleeping. And he said, why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Well, as the third time he came back and they're sleeping, um, Jesus watched over them. And and they're sleeping, but as Jesus is watching over them, he is also seeing that detachment of troops that were coming at him with swords and with clubs, with torches, um, with, um, you know, uh, chains and ropes to, to bind him up, a whole bunch of them. And I imagine that, because I've been at the Garden of Gethsemane, and you can see over to where those soldiers would come from the house of Caiaphas, from his palace, and they would come across the side of the mountain on the south side of the temple, across the Kidron Valley into the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus could see all of that. And I think what the Lord pressed upon me is that as they were sleeping, the enemy was coming. The enemy was plotting. The enemy was coming against you know, them and, and would come to arrest Jesus. But that's why it's so important that we stay sober and vigilant and watching because if we're not, if we're sleeping spiritually and we're allowing the enemy to pull us into worldly things and the temptations, and he constantly will do that, um, then, you know, he's plotting, he's planning, and he's looking at any way to get a foothold into our lives. And so stay close to the Lord. We're going to be praying for your husband, praying that um, that he can be free from the, the drugs, the, the alcohol, the addiction. Father, I pray for Sally. I just pray that you would just help her minister to her husband and, Lord, to speak the word of God into his life, um, that I pray that you would draw him to yourself, that you would, uh, Lord, um, work in his life, that he would understand that those things um, are going to bring darkness and destruction and despair um, and defeat in his life. So, Lord, I pray that you somehow we get a hold of his mind and most of all his heart to draw him to you. Be with Sally. Give her words of wisdom to minister to her husband. We just lift all this up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Sally, you'll be praying, okay? Thank you. Thank you. I so God. appreciate it. You bet. God bless you. You take care, okay? You too. All right. Take care. 303 690 3000 is the number to call. We got some time for some more calls. We got all lines that are open and um and the Lord does want to work. I think this is a time in this pause um really that we want to encourage people to turn to the Lord. Uh one of the things that that uh, really kind of grieved me when uh the stay-at-home order first came out was uh, all the people lined up at the liquor stores and the dispensaries and, and a lot of people are turning to those kinds of things um, for their help. Um, to, and uh, we as Christians, we can turn to the Lord. And He is our comfort. He is our hope. He's our stability. Um, he is everything that we need. And what I pray is that is in this time, in this pause, that we would draw closer to Him, that He would become more real to us than ever before. And I think He wants to do that work. 
um, in our lives. I, I really do. And so I want to encourage you in that. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And um, I got a prayer request for on the text line for my roommate um, to soften his heart to the Lord and turn away um, from the sins that's hurting him. And so uh, pray for myself to be a good example to him and patient and trust God fully and completely. Uh, thank you um, from Gabriel. And so, Father, we do pray for Gabriel. We pray for his roommate, Levi. We just pray that you would uh, work in Levi's life, that uh, that Gabriel would be uh, just a, an example to him of just godliness and your love and Give him wisdom to be able to minister to his roommate. I thank you for him, that he cares for his roommate. And, Lord, that he would see that uh, the things of the world and and falling into sin and pursuing uh, things of the world is not going to help him at all. So, Lord, I just pray for these two individuals, Gabriel, to be able to minister to Levi. We pray that Levi's heart would be turned towards you, Lord, and ministered to And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And so we are very, very thankful. Um, Been praying. Somebody just texted in for the city of New York and New Jersey. Um, And so we want to pray for them and for Atlanta, where this individual, his family, his friends are at, um, and the elderly of our country and the homeless at the food banks. So we do want to pray. The people of New York are really amazing people. I was there uh, right after 9-11 down at Ground Zero, and I remember the city at that time was empty. People were fearful that another attack was going to happen. But just the, the um, what they have gone through, and of course, they've been Ground Zero once again for this pandemic, and, and, and it's spread across the whole country of course, but so many have died. I believe over 10,000 in New York City and New Jersey has been hit hard and, and other cities. And um, even uh, as I speak here, Weld County has been uh, hit hard here in Colorado. It's the number one county for deaths um, in the state of Colorado. And all the deaths are tragic. And because it's somebody that is a father or a mother or, you know, has family, um, has children uh, and is loved. And uh, so every life is very, very valuable. But we do want to pray for those in New York and New Jersey that once again are getting hit very hard um, by tragedy. And uh, so, Father, we do pray for them. We just pray that um, this pandemic, that the COVID-19 would begin to dissipate and go away. And, uh, Lord, that we pray for those who have lost loved ones, so many thousands of people in this nation um, and in hard-hit areas of New York and New Jersey. So hard, not even being able to be with them um, in their last hours. And, Lord, we just pray for comfort, for strength. We pray that the church would be a voice of, of comfort to the people there. And, Lord, we just pray for all those who are elderly in our country and the most vulnerable. Um, Lord, the nursing homes have been hit hard. And I know they've been hit hard up where I am, Lord. And we just pray for protection. We pray for protection among the workers that are there taking care of our elderly, uh, the staff. We pray for our medical doctors and nurses and uh, support staff in the hospitals, uh, in the ICUs, in 
um, those who are treating those with uh, coronavirus, Lord, we pray that the equipment would be there that they need, the protective covering, but Lord, most of all, you would be a covering for them and protect them. Uh, we also just want to pray for um, this, uh, the family of this individual that texted in for uh, his family in, in Atlanta. We pray uh, that you would just protect them and bless them. You know who they are. And Lord, work. Um, and, and we do ask that you would heal our land, heal our nation, and, and most of all, that you would draw people to you during this time. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Um, hey, um, I just wanted to remind you, and it's been a great show. We, we got a few minutes left. We got all open lines. But uh, while we conclude the show, that the Lord does remember you. I was thinking about Noah in the book of Genesis that he went into the ark in, in that time of rain and that stormy time where the earth was flooded. It says in chapter 8 that God remembered Noah. And he was in the boat. He was in the ark for, I believe at that time, about 150 days. And that's a long time. And the last time before that that I believe the Lord spoke to Noah was when he said, take you and your family and get in the ark. So it seems like a long time that uh, we don't have recorded that the Lord spoke to Noah, but the Lord remembered Noah. And it wasn't like the Lord said, oh, uh, darn it, I was so busy flooding the earth and everything that I forgot about Noah. I hope he's okay. No, it, it, it has that the Lord, he has thought about Noah. He has a wonderful plan to unfold for Noah, and he remembers you. It reminds me when you go to the book of, of Exodus in the next book that the God's people were in Egypt and in captivity. And it says in chapter 2, verse 24, so God heard their groanings and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and with Jacob. We know in First Samuel that Hannah was crying out to the Lord. And it says that the Lord remembered Hannah and heard her cry. It's in the book of Luke when uh, Zacharias was there in the temple. He's offering, you know, incense. And the angel comes and says, hey, Zacharias, you and Elizabeth, God has heard your prayers and has remembered you. And, and I think that Zacharias probably thinking, because we're at an elderly age, we haven't prayed for a son for a long time. And you may be right now thinking, that does the Lord remember me, and does he hear me? He remembers you, and he sees you, and he loves you, and he is still working. And he's working in um, this world, and he is working in the church, and he's working in your life. He hasn't forgotten about you, but he remembers you, and he wants to show himself strong uh, on your behalf. And he wants to Lord, to just draw you know you close to himself during this time. And so if you're feeling kind of alone or isolated, listen, the Lord remembers you. He knows you. You can call out to him, cry out to him. As you wait on him, he desires to speak to you. Somebody called yesterday and was talking about journaling. And I think that was 
um, just a, a, a great idea. This may be a time when you get alone with the Lord. And I know the weather is supposed to be bad, more snow coming in, but then next week is going to be warm. And in those warm days, as you can get out in your backyard or take a walk in the park or something. But even right now, as you have that quiet place in your home to read your Bible, but also get a pad and a pencil and just write those things down that the Lord is showing you and and to keep uh, worshiping him, even in the time of uncertainty. Stay close to him. He wants to show himself strong on your behalf. He loves you so much, and his promises are true for you. And, and so remember to reach out to others as well that need encouragement. And as I mentioned last week, and as we're reminding ourselves, let's focus on not on what we can't do. Let's focus on what we can do. And, and we can be praying for others. We can be reaching out to others. And we can be giving them truth and being an encouragement and growing in the Lord ourselves during this pause that we have as the Lord desires to speak to us as we're waiting on him, just as he spoke to David. And David would say that you're my strength, my refuge. You're everything that I need. Hey, God bless you. Miss everybody seeing you guys and uh, praying for you. Stay healthy, stay well, stay close to the Lord. Looking forward to talking to you next time. Tomorrow night, calvarychapelgreeley.org, prophecy update. You don't want to miss it. You'll be greatly encouraged. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.